Good evening, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time of day you may be listening to this, we're back. We are returning. We are here once more. Fear not. Once again, for the time being, we have returned. <laughs> I, as always, am one of the the masters of this of this fine vessel, and I am the mistress. <laughs> the cabin boy has arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who are you? I'm the master. They they know me in my uh, friend groups as the master. They're, all my friends call that to me. Uh huh. Okay. And for the public. Uh, L Master. <laughs> it's more, it's more broad. It's got more of a diverse d- diversity yeah. involved uh, in there. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about mm-hmm. uh, accessing other audiences. Which, by the way, uh, Lewis, we we are global by our analytics. We're we're all over the place. I know we're like some of the people who are listening to our podcast are from. It's like oh yeah, Norway. I know who that guy is. But then it's like random places. I don't know who's in Denmark. Who's in Denmark listening to our shit? I don't know. Comment. Let us know. Where are <laughs> yeah, you? Right. Where are the commenters? Just anyone. Just no one's talking. When was the last time you went outside? <laughs> uh, and I am Isaac Harwood, uh, the prettier of the two. <laughs> it's a bold statement. The <laughs> bold statement. Uh, I didn't say that, but I uh, should have. You should have. have. You definitely should have. Um, Lewis, I've got a dog. Okay, so moving on to recent (laughs) stuff. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? (laughs) Uh, No, people on the internet love dogs. Isaac, tell us about the dog. Well, it's not always my dog. It's actually my dad's dog. Her name is Dora, and she's 12 or 13, something like that. I was actually there when they brought her home as a puppy, so she's kind of my dog. Uh, and I'm just warning you, well, I mean, she's just asleep on the sofa right now, but she may whinge or fart, uh, or both. Um, so so I just thought I'd give you a little warning. Um, other than that... Not very much different from every other week what I hear in my headphones well, from your end. Whinging and farting. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a slow leak. Just all, all the time. Um... <laughs> What what, ha, what have you been up to, like, in the kind of short term? The 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 most recent of the few days. Uh, what's your recent stuff? Oh, the stuff which I've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. One might one one could geniusly name it. Yep. Um, well, Isaac, I've been reading another book. Uh, I've decided to just lean into the fact that I I look like a right specky little bastard on this. I've never heard you say specky outside of this podcast. I know. I'm more creative. Is it like spectacles? I believe it's bespectacled, yeah, because people who wear glasses are nerds. Yeah, I mean, how outdated is that shit? All right, specky nerd. Uh, what, What book have you read? Uh, so I've been reading a, a chap called David Goggins, uh, his biography. Okay. Uh, don't know if you've heard of nope. him. Um, you probably haven't. So he is a guy who runs like ultra marathons. He used to be uh, a Navy SEAL. Uh, he does like loads of incredible endurance things. Like I can't remember all the details, but one of the things it was like the eight eight hundred or something like that where he did something like run 100 miles or eight. It was something ridiculous, like hundreds of miles every weekend for 800 weekends in a row. 800. 
without fail. 800 weekends. I can barely contemplate 800 weekends. <laughs> I know. Like, this guy is a machine. Uh, like, he had a really rough upbringing, was beaten by his dad and, like, all this sort of shit. Um, he tried to get into, like, pararescue in the army, but couldn't swim for shit, so failed. Huh. It's quite important. <laughs> Jumping into water, you need to be able to swim. Um, but st- stayed in the military, and then like he left, and they wanted to get back in, but he was like a hundred and six pounds, so like over fifty kilos, overweight, and they were like, "Well, training starts in three months. You've got three months to lose it." And he fucking did. He lost over fifty kilos in like three months. Um, his like what he was doing he was eating like 800 calories at the time he was on an exercise bike for like six hours a day plus he was in the gym doing like 600 rep sets of things basically he's just an absolute so he just worked out for three months straight but then went into the navy seal what they call buds training so and there's this part of it called hell week where they keep you awake for 130 hours and it's just all physical torture like running into the ocean freezing cold coming back out 200 sit-ups back into the ocean back out all this sort of thing for like 130 (laughs) hours and this guy he got medically taken out of it the first time because his knee was so bad he couldn't walk but he was trying to stay in next time he actually got through that hell week bit but the whole training's like six months long and then but at, right at the end of it they were just like bro you sit you stop it you can't walk we're getting you out of here third time he went through it he was just like nothing is going to stop me this time he ended up having stress fractures all throughout both of his shins mm. so he basically had broken legs and he just thought you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna duct tape them up he basically soft casted his legs with duct tape every single day like wrapping them as tightly as he could so that like it would stop them from swelling up and getting worse and then he's he's all like this mind over matter sort of thing but he's like he's genuinely mad he's genuinely mad like there's an issue there's an issue in there somewhere undiagnosed well you know the um film american sniper the guy who that is it's a Bradley Cooper film. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, war hero sort of thing. The second time that he went through this training, he was in his class. Oh, so he okay. actually like, yeah, so he knows some like, and like loads of the people, like that guy was, there's the Mark Wahlberg film, like the lone survivor as well. Like he knew him and he like went through training with a bunch of these guys. And then when a bunch of them got killed at one point, he was just like, I'm going to raise some money by doing the like, this ultra marathon thing but to qualify he had to do like a hundred mile race and he had to complete it in a certain amount of time and it was like a week away he had done no training he got to like 80 miles in his kidney started shutting down so he was like pissing chunks of his kidneys out he got up to try and go to the toilet because he was sitting in a chair resting couldn't get up so just shat himself Mm. and and then was just like started walking he was just like okay i just need to stand up I just need to take one step and then just did that. And then his wife was just like, dude, you're not going to make it. You got like 19 miles to go. You cannot do it. And he just found this power within to just do it. And he just finished the race, like his kidneys shutting down, pissing blood, covered in his own shit. He'd like got stress fractures in his ankles as well. He's just an apt. It's like a really, really interesting guy and book, but he's genuine. Like there is something wrong with this man. I was going to say that's just 
straight up masochism. And now no yeah. one has to read it because I think you might have just covered everything in the book. Oh, uh, no, th- there's so much more. <laughs> What's the David Goggins? It must David Goggins. have a name, the book, or is it just David Goggins? Uh, I, it, I believe it does, but all you need to do is just search for his biography. Like, uh, I'll see if I can... Should probably uh, have like there's a little little toot for you there, everyone. I don't prepare for these things. We're all about improv. <laughs> improv. Did, a toot. Um, a mouth toot. Did you just call a it? little mouth toot? Never... Can't hurt me. Master your mind and defy the odds. A terrible. It's got really... Yeah, they should have just called it. Can't hurt me. Or just David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the insane. David Goggins tale. All right. Well, you've been ranting long enough. It's my turn. Um, thank you, Lewis, for your specky little book. Um, mm-hmm. My one, way cooler, way you know, it's uh, it's what they do in like I think like uh, NFL locker rooms and stuff. Like you know, mm-hmm. so far away from your gay shit, <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff. Um, no, <laughs> way. No, no, I am going to do another RPG list. Another one. Oh my. Ooh. We're really falling into real bad like trends Look, that we just do. I like to read and I like to play games. I fucking love RPGs. Here's another one. The Quiet Year. Mm-hmm. It's called The Quiet Year. Designed and written by Avery Alder. Designed and uh, what? Design insights from Jackson Tegu. That's just a guy who sits in a room next to you and is like, yeah, that's a good idea, right? Design insights. Or he's just like, nah, that sounds shit. He's just eating a bag of crisps. Get fucked, you're getting like credited on my game. I designed and wrote it, but you had some insights. Okay, sure. Uh, And illustrations. It's like with your book when that gets released. I have to be. Thank you, Lewis, for your insights. (laughs) You read it once, I guess. But I wrote notes. You did. You did. did Great job. Anyway, first released in 2013, and it's been uh, redrafted since then. Okay, so this Mm -hmm. is a map drawing. GMless uh, RPG for I think between two and four players. Um, right. The premise is the world has civilization has collapsed uh, after some war with the jackals. It doesn't matter. Um, civilization has collapsed. You are emerging with your community uh, back into the world um, to reclaim it to survive. Uh, so you've got a, a small community of people, like a, a kind of village worth, I guess. Um, and as a group, uh, you draw a little map uh, and basically annotate it, but not with words, always with little symbols and pictures and stuff. Uh, and you have a deck of cards which goes through the seasons. So it's all 52 cards in the deck. Uh, and each one starts in spring. Things are great. You're know, getting out into the world. It gives you like suggestions and confrontations and conflicts and stuff so it, it kind of uh, directs you as you go because uh, it feels a bit when you describe it to someone they're a bit like overwhelmed like oh my god I've got to come up with this whole story um, all by myself but the, the, the cards really help it along um, and you play through a year of this community's uh, life um, and basic but week by week essentially uh, and at the right. end uh, the, the frost shepherds come and the game ends who, who knows what the Frost Shepherds are? It's just it's just a way of saying the game ends. You've got one year to play the game, essentially. Um, super fun. What's the hmm. what's the like goal of the game? What are you trying to achieve? It's just a map drawing, community building exercise. Uh, but it's 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 really fun. Like so, it can go in like completely random directions. So what what we we played? We played in a 
basically a standard jungle, standard desert. We did uh, a spaceship just cruising through deep space. Uh, and uh, the okay. last one was inside a giant mega museum, like a museum the size of a city. Um, and it just, just stupid shit comes up. So at le in at least two of our games, it's happened where the teenagers have essentially rebelled against the community and we end up sacrificing them. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the teenagers or the adults get sacrificed. It's been the teenagers one t twice, I think. Uh, and the, the elderly population once. Uh, so at the beginning, you draw a, a map feature each, and I a map feature each, yeah. Uh, and the first one I did was just a, a pit of fire, inexplicable fire, just just pouring out of this pit uh, in the spaceship. So we this was in the jungle, I think, uh, and we just like chucked all the teenagers in there for rebelling against us. We've had snake people versus mecha men. Uh, it, it's fucking insane, and it, it's just really fun. Great for the group. You don't need any kind of proper rules. It's it's just it's a good one. The Quiet Year, twenty thirteen, super easy. Um, that's my recent stuff, Lewis. Fair enough. Mm. Sounds good. Are you, Lewis? Um, are you prepared? Have you, have you? Isaac, what on earth could I be prepared for? Have Have you been doing the training that I recommended? The stretches. <laughs> the stretches. The stretches. Uh, I've. Uh, I've been attending Pilates, one might say. Okay, so I think you're probably just about ready, like I am. Mm-hmm. Ready to... Tell the people, Isaac! <laughs> Stuff this butt! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I, can, uh, I can never remember if we went, go with Stuff this butt or Let's Get Stuff in. Either way, it's, <laughs> it's all good. They're both great. Um, we'll put them both on T-shirts when we become, you know, rich and famous. <laughs> uh, so, Lewis, I have... Our mm -hmm. randomly generated fight of pop culture icons. Uh, yes, it's a doozy. Yes, it's a doozy mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I remember random generated. There are there are five moving parts here. We've got two weapons, two pop culture icons, and a location. Right. So, what are the chances? Uh -huh. What are the chances that they line up like this, Lewis? Lewis, today, you will be Spider-Man. Of course. With a, uh -huh. a keg of pina colada, my, my favourite cocktail. Um, not good for the waistline, but a good cocktail. Mm, Spider-Man. Very fatty. Yeah. Coconut milk, a lot of calories. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Spider-Man with a keg of pina colada versus mm -hmm. Iron Man with... Iron Man? A bottle of vodka. <laughs> so, like, so they're both so, wasted in a crowded soft play center <laughs> makes a lot of sense lots of children though maybe they're entertaining mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well classic of iron man to just turn up drunk um is that iron man? the whole saga in the comics in there about that is there actually oh there's like yeah, there's a whole saga about like how he's just become this alcoholic and he just hates himself. I thought you were just being mean to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I mean, it's it's yeah, it's quite reflective of his own troubles. And in let us be let us be honest, in Iron Man two, he looks like he's developing a solid drinking problem. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, uh, not as yeah. bad as Mickey Rourke, who whoever plays uh, that Whiplash guy. Um, oh, that's just that's just the actor. <laughs> yeah, he just looks bad. Um, okay, I'm gonna roll this dice. 
this die, mm -hmm. and I'm going to see what number I have, and that's going to determine who's going first. That's how dice rolls work. Mine was a one. Mm -hmm. Mine was a five. Holy shit. Spider-Man's got that uh, that speed. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lewis. Okay. Take it away. Crowded soft play center, Spider-Man, keg of pina colada. Let's go. Well, as we all know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, he does whatever a Spider-Man can. And a Spider-Man can drink. So he's going to be taking an off day. Maybe he's there with MJ. Let's. Maybe he's got a little, like, Spider-Kid. Who knows? Um, okay. Which, no, we needed we needed definitively go for a version of Spider-Man. Yeah. So zombie Spider-Man. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go with the classic Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Classic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what well, the thirty-year-old I mean, man? <laughs> yeah, pretending to be a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, so it, it zooms in on as I do on the weekends in crowded soft play centres. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm only sixteen. Come and play. So, please. <laughs> so, so step away from the children. Um, so it's gonna like zoom. It's gonna like pan into him slowly, and it's gonna go. Oh boy! Get, bet you don't know how I ended up here. My name's Peter Parker. <laughs> it's like the entrance to the first film. It's just like I'm not really allowed it. No, he's not a pedo. It's fine. <laughs> Peter Parker. Really <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar, Lewis. Uh huh. Crowded soft play center. Not really allowed uh -huh. here. I once went to a, cra mm -hmm. a crowded soft play center next door to the crowded and they soft play center. No, next door to the crowded soft play center was like a, a wildlife reserve. And I was just sitting mm -hmm. at a table there because I'm parent duty. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Is that a squirrel in the corner of my eye? And it was a marmoset. A marmoset? It's like a small monkey like creature uh, in the fucking soft play. And the kids went fucking nuts. Uh, and it climbed up all the <laughs> shit. Kids just like banging on stuff, not a single parent stopping them. Poor fucking marmoset. Anyway, don't put your soft play center next to a wildlife sanctuary. <laughs> anyway. Uh, or, or do a better job of keeping your animals inside your zoo. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. equal. Yeah. I mean, it's not really the soft place fault, so, I would say. So, what was your first move? Your first move is zooming in on a camera. Uh, no, it's not zooming in on a camera. It's a camera zooming in on Peter oh. Parker dressed up as Spider-Man. Um, he's just um, he's, he's he, well, he is, is cosplaying Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he's just like in one of the little tunnel bits. He's just like had a real harrowing day against Green Goblin, um, and he keeps a barrel of pina coladas on the roof here, and he just goes in there to sort of change and have a drink. He sort of webbed up both ends of the tunnel so no one can uh, get in. Um, and yeah, he's, he's just chilling. <laughs> his his move is like unawareness of Iron Man, basically. Like he has no idea that there's about to be a fight. Well, he hasn't seen That's Iron what it sounds Man like. Yeah, okay. It's I'm a just, scene I'm just setter. Establishing. I'm establishing it. Okay. He's just having, he's having, a, he's having a little drink to take the edge off of the day. Iron Man comes smashing through like quite a high up window, like a, a spherical window. Uh, he's, I think, like he's missing, a hero. He's missing like <laughs> maybe one boot, uh, and he's like a bit scratched up. Um, if he had like a wing mirror, it'd be like bent off. Uh, and he's got a bottom. <laughs> his his uh, wing mirror. <laughs> his helmet. His face helmet uh, is uh, lifted uh, and he's just like s swigging the dregs of a bottle of vodka 
uh, and the glass just like raining down on children. Uh, and he's uh, just just wasted. He's like, where the hell's my garage? Uh, and he's clearly a clear garage. and present danger to uh, the children. So what version of uh, Iron Man is this? Are we going with the MCU? That's kind of the best one I know the most, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be an earlier suit if he's missing a boot. No nanotech here, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's Iron Man 2 Iron Man, so he's like not in a good place mentally. It's the one he makes in a cave. It's like a, it's like a tank. Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now we'll go the like, classic Iron Man 1 suit. The, early, uh, early you know, the, the red suit, so like the yeah. Mark III? I don't fucking know, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, okay, so Spider-Man hears this and thinks, oh, Garby's come along, and I'm not going to try and do the accent. No, Garby's come along. Um, Garby's come along here. He must be outside, so he sort of peeks through, the rips a hole in the net and looks out and sees uh, Iron Man then, and uh, he sort of sees it's Iron Man, sort of swings out and goes, Mr. Stark, what are you doing? And um, starts to like any bits of glass that are still falling from the window. He's just like just trying to web them and stop them from falling. There he's a hero. Piece of shit. Where's my car? Fucking valet. Uh, and he's gonna just like try and pulse beam whatever his hand things do at Spider-Man because he's pissed that the valet hasn't brought his car yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there children in the direct line of fire behind me? 100%. It's crowded. It's crowded soft play centre. They're everywhere. They're like little rats. Okay. Mm, that's true. Uh, so, seeing... Just before the repulsors hit him, because he's so fast. That's the fucking word. Yes. Yeah. He's going to bah! Zap uh, bah! his web at the fire alarm. <laughs> okay. Bah! He goes bah! bah! Every time he Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we're a long one. It's bah, swing, bah. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone at home. Um, yeah, he's gonna bah and uh, web the uh, fire alarm to set that off to really encourage everyone that's not caught on to move and get out of there. <laughs> yeah, that'll help the panic. Um, and then he's gonna take the hit from the repulsors Ooh. to save the small children. Okay. Um, he knows that they're behind him. But as he takes the hit and then starts falling back, he's going to do, do a classic web up and try and get Iron Man in the face. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think, uh, once again, Jarvis is here, I guess, um, mm -hmm. as we did with Pikachu. Um, Jarvis is probably kind of caretaking as much as he can, it can, uh, and maybe that just, like, puts the helmet down just gets the web like kind of glances off the helmet a bit and I think Tony just gets pissed that he can't get the vodka bottle in his mouth anymore um, so he like smashes it on his knee uh, and just charge flies towards Spider-Man to try and uh, like fly tackle him he's drunk he's kind of swirling around and he's yeah he's got a smash ball okay uh, it's a classic backflip it's a classic backflip uh -huh. backflipping through the air to avoid uh, Iron Man um, and as he goes over, just sort of trying to web up one of the rep the uh, one repulsor boot that he has on, mm -hmm. and then um, seeing that Iron Man is drunk, um, oh, we can't leave the area. That's a rule. We can't yeah, yeah, yeah. can't lead him away. Um, so 
He's then going to um, swing over to the tunnel that he was hiding in with his keg of pina colada um, and sort of rip off the webbing on one side, start pulling out the barrel and going, Hey, Mr. Stark, I got you a drink. Oh, oh. Hey, a drink? Uh, I, I, it doesn't feel quite in character for Iron Man to be just... I don't think he, he's not like attacking children or anything. He's not evil. He's just kind of delirious. Misguided. Yeah. Um, and he hears Peter Parker say, Peter, is that you? Uh, and he's uh, going to try and uh, come over and he sees that the, the keg is in your hand. He's like, you stole my keg too? Um, and he's going to... What would he do? He doesn't have like... Maybe there's like little shoulder rockets kind of just like click upwards. Uh, mm-hmm. And inside the helmet, it's just like locked on all of the like little red circles all on Peter Parker's different um, spider bits, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he shoots shoots out those rockets in those kind of spiraling streams uh, as he does in the first movie when he takes out the terrorists. So okay. Yeah, well, Spidey's going to do a second classic backflip, and then he's going to do one of that, those things. I, I've definitely seen it in some Spider-Man mediums where he's sort of like s- swinging himself, but also carrying something else by sort of flipping it along. Okay. Um, so he's sort of trying to protect himself in the barrel, and he says, Mr. Stark, I'll save this for you. He sort of like gets it down in a corner and then punches through the top to open it. Uh, and says, here, you can have a drink, and then um, sort of zips away again quickly, um, and he's sort of trying to lay a trap to, um, he's, he's like running up quickly then to one of the like padded things around one of the poles yeah, in the yeah. soft play center, and sort of rips that off, and he's going to try and like smother him. Okay, so those missiles, I guess, as you're backflipping and, and dodging, they're kind of like exploding around. Kid, kids killing just, the children yeah that's what I was thinking oh I don't know oh, I feel like that would snap no I think I think it it conveniently misses children there's like some hero mums and dads just like pulling things out of the way and most of the kids or just are, Jarvis most of the kids are like backed up to the side yeah Jarvis jam, jamming the rockets or something um I don't, I don't think I Doesn't would. stop them from firing but just jam. I mean strippers in the strip club with Aunt May they were fair game but uh, a bunch of kids, and let's not let's not obliterate them as much as I kind of want to. Um, okay, going for the smothering with the uh, pole suppression device. He's, well, he's he's not done it yet. Mm. He's sort of like ready to pounce. He's tried to lure Iron Man over to the keg of pina colada. So he's trying to like incapacitate. Um, he's ready to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, given the spirit of Iron Man, where he is a bit of a drunkard, I think he's gonna go for the, the keg uh, and pick it up but Jarvis isn't letting him open his helmet um, I'll give you I'll give you the kind of not the, not the benefit of the doubt I'll give you the opportunity as Stark is distracted, he can't get the keg in he's getting pissed off at Jarvis uh, what are you going to do with your foam rubber thing? Uh, well he's sort of Okay, so he's webbing one of uh, Iron Man's good boot, boot, even though it's covered in uh, webbing now, so it's not really like helping him fly. And doing that thing where he like he's above him, so he attaches it to the ceiling. So all of a sudden, 
Iron Man is being hung upside down. Uh-huh. He then pulls up the barrel and pulls it down the empty leg, missing the boot. Okay. So it's like filling him up with pina colada from the inside of the suit to say, this will help you calm down, Mr. Stark. Um, as he's like kicked the uh, soft play, like covering mat thing underneath him in case he falls. So he's almost trying to like, he's not trying to kill him, but he is certainly trying to get him so drunk he just passes out. So he doesn't want to hurt him. Okay, but okay. he could also drown him inside his own suit. I think Iron Man maybe hasn't been completely like genuinely out of it in this situation, uh, and now he's like Spider Man's in like is one sit up away from being in reach because um, he's upside down, right? So Spider Man's above yeah. him, holding his leg. No, yeah, he's he's dangling. No, he's dangling from the ceiling by a web. Okay, so he's, so he's not like right there, but I mean, he's let's say he's a couple meters away. A couple meters away, and Iron Man can fly. Um, I think Iron Man's gonna like 180 himself, so he like bursts his repulsors down to like flip himself up um, towards Spider Man and just. Go towards him, but pendulum. Yeah, and he kind of comes up and slaps like something onto Spider-Man's chest, um, and it's just like AIDS. it's just AIDS. Uh, it's just like a little circular sticky thing with a little blue flashing light goes, uh, and it's just gonna send like an electromagnetic pulse through Spider-Man. No oh, shit. Yeah. Um, We're falling, aren't we? Yeah, I would say, well, Iron Man hasn't got his boots, so he can't really fly. He was more hanging. Uh, and Spider-Man's definitely was just gripping on, so he's just going to fall like a fucking stone. Yeah. Fortunately, I put that mat underneath. So. <laughs> You're in a soft place, so like, all the places to fall. Uh, I know. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, he. I think he, he's going to have to take a beat if that doesn't just continuously shock him. It might just be continuously I shocking. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's an incapacitated... And he's going to... I think Iron Man comes down and just, like, clamps his hands together behind... Not, I, I'm not thinking he's got, like, handcuffs on him, but he's got something which will just, like, tie Peter's hands together. And he's just like, yeah, that's right, you're coming with me. Uh, and he's just going to... I mean, start dragging him away. Is that it? If it's a continuous shock, I don't think there's much he could yeah. do. He's just there, just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a win. You did. Yes. I would say that that's a win. Drunken Iron Man beating sober <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. But I didn't. I I wanted it to feel in character. I don't feel if we are talking. I know that Raimi Spider-Man and the MCU. Um, Iron Man don't have that like sort of link, but Spider Man's a good guy. If he he knows if he knows it's a good guy, yeah. He's I mean, he'll do what's necessary to stop him. But pulling punches big time. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I just think Tony Stark's just got all those gadgets and shit, and he kind of gets he he goes for what he wants, and he usually gets it. Um, so yeah, it's not. I think it's fair. It's fair. It's a fair ending on that one. Um, mm. Okay. Well. My butt's only like a quarter full. I think there's a lot more stuff I can get in there. Um, And thankfully, we have just a tall, cold pint glass of stuff to pour pour in. Um, With this, I guess we could call it a movie, Lewis. Um, Movie stuff. Uh, This is, I'll I'll, I'll just just start us off. I know I usually start the Mm -hmm. movies, but I like to. 
Um, this is Neil Breen's 2018 Twisted Pear. Now, at first, I thought that was like a fruit pear. Uh, but it's, or a medical it, condition. It, <laughs> 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 nice. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's more like the twin pair or a pair of things, pair of shoes. Um, and this guy, he's become he's a bit like Tommy Wiseau uh, and the Room. He's kind of mm. become a, a cult favorite for being oh yeah fucking terrible. But at least the Room had like a proper camera and some like scenes and set pieces this guy and a plot <laughs> this guy <laughs> definitely has a green screen for sure yes like he has a lot of he's maybe got some kind of license for some some stock footage there's a lot of that um yeah he doesn't have any idea what timing is because no. there's like or editing <laughs> timing editing emotion uh, acting, but script he, writing. He, so yeah, he writes, directs, produces, and stars in these movies. He's on a seven or eight or something. Um, it's getting up there yeah, now. And like, so the little story behind him, and before we get kick off on the actual movie, he was an architect. Yes, clearly quite a successful one because like even that kind of shitty film isn't cheap. Um, no, and. Just funds his own movies because he likes them, and I, I kind of respect that a bit. But oh yes. my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> like my three and a half year old could probably make a better movie. Um, so, Lewis, do you want to get us going on the actual actual film? <sighs> well, it starts as it means to go on, Isaac Twisted Pair, because we start with stock footage, uh, I believe, of the Earth. And then yep. it's Neil doing a voiceover, and then it's just like it's that epic, like swelling orchestral music with the with the, the globe slowly turning. And then I was like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> and then and then it goes. To I'm going those, to do this throughout your whole intro. And then it goes to like a, a purple sky with clouds drifting across, and it carries on, and it's like Neil Breen, Twisted Pear. And then they're the voiceovers in like Times New Roman text, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Everything about this film was the first option. So the first take of every scene was used. <laughs> the first song that they found, the first stock image that they found, the first names they could come up with. Yeah, there was only one draft of the script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna call the main character like Cade, and what should I call the other one? Kale. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. That'll be fine. Change one um, letter. <laughs> so it's it's his tw- him and his twin brother uh, had a happy life with a dog and a beach. Uh, and like it's yeah, awful stock footage. Um, yes. That doesn't run long enough, so he just has to pause it. Yeah. And there's like another te- five, ten seconds of him just doing exposition. The exposition, and you can hear like the seaside noises and the waves crashing, but it's just like a still yeah. frame of these kids on a beach. And then it's like, yeah. suddenly we were chosen. <laughs> and it goes, it, it makes that like super fake, almost like toy gun laser noise. It goes pew, 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 like to suggest like aliens. <laughs> 
No, Isaac, they're not aliens. They're humanoids. They're supreme beings. I'm never really yes. sure what they are because they kind of describe them as robots sometimes, like synthetic yeah. humanoids. But synthetic reprogrammable DNA. Yeah, like... yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to all that bit, don't worry. But, oh my god, but so good. When they're talking about like these supreme beings and they they were selected, they were the chosen ones. They have like a kind of faded image of a face on the screen. It's like mm. it's just someone with like a pair of tights over their head. Um which is like the supreme being, I guess. Um and then yeah he talks for like seven or eight minutes just giving exposition of how super- longer how superior they are now uh, <laughs> all these powers and abilities uh, and and then it kind of just stops on like a pink tree with a bunch of glowing mm. lights it's very like elven fantasy style and he just mm. really really slowly him and his like, you know, video double, his twin, who has his collar unbuttoned in a different direction in each one to, like, signify the twin. (laughs) They, like, really, really slowly walk towards the screen. But he's, like, late 50s, early 60s. So he's got... got, Oh, easy. Yeah, he's got, like, a kind of... A a small gait, the kind of walk that someone with Parkinson's has. um, Yeah. With, like, a dodgy shoulder... And like he just kind of hobbles a little bit, and this is a supreme being. <laughs> yeah, and I like as well how he was just like, you know what, this outfit's good enough for the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Just this, just this pair of jeans with my long sleeve, like almost like button neck t-shirt yeah. tucked into my trousers. You know, what? that's a good look. I'm gonna. It's my favorite jeans. So I'm gonna good. wear them the whole movie. Yeah. But Isaac, this is a film for intellectuals because there's so much science talk in it. <laughs> I love all of the science talk, because not only can you reprogram DNA, you can also reprogram cells, Ooh. which is very different. Way easier than DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this film is an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. You can make this a tight 45 minutes and have the exact same story. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wrote, dude loves his green screen, because there's like, oh yeah, there's a bit with a hawk at the beginning, like a falcon or something, and it's just. <laughs> no, did you not see it at the credits? At, in the this credits. is right at the end of the film. He, it's got a credit. Oh, it's the hawk majestic. A... <laughs> it's majestic eagle played by eagle. <laughs> 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 Honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> so number one, not a hawk. Respect where it's due. But number two, they just got a regular eagle to play a majestic eagle. <laughs> and it doesn't even have a name. It will, de- <laughs> it will definitely have a name. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, but he, but he's like superimposed himself into this, in this slow-mo. There's a, so much slow-mo in this movie. That's where your 45 oh, yeah. minutes could be made up if they just ran at a normal one times pace. <laughs> um, slow-mo hawk landing on a like a gnarled wooden post and he superimposes himself like he's kind of I think he's talking about how he's in tune with nature as a superior being um, yeah and he's like I think he's supposed to be like caressing or stroking, stroking. it but it's, he's just stroking the wooden post because <laughs> 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 it's like too low <laughs> it just hasn't even put it together right <laughs> yeah it, oh it's amazing but 
he doesn't he obviously loves the idea of sci-fi but knows yes. nothing about it so he was i think he was just one day just like making notes about things that sound sci-fi because he says things like synthetic brain power yep. reprogrammable dna the corrupt kind <laughs> yeah. all this sort of stuff and he was just like he made like a word cloud and instead of actually thinking of dialogue he just inserted that uh, into bits uh, of the script how many times he gets really close to the mic and just goes ai <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what AI no, is. Not at all. He has no idea. There's, it's amazing. There's loads of uh, stock footage, at least three or four times, of like mm. scientists, quote unquote, like working on a screen, and he's just standing, yes. superimposed, standing behind them wearing a paper mask, like he's part of their like crew. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hold it, <laughs> holding his hand up as if he was like touching the screen. But the screen ends and his hand's yeah. just basically just holding his hand up in, in the space. wrong place. He, he can't even yeah. put his green screen in the right place. Um, amazing. So the plot so far... But we far, should jump into... Yes, yeah. I was about to say, what is it, Isaac? <laughs> well, um, he, him and his brother uh, got chosen, selected, given all these powers. They were they never explained this, but they, they're like to fight for the forces of good against the forces of evil. Generic evil. Mm. There's no mm-hmm. name or any nothing behind that. Um, but I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he's, he's Cade and his brother's mm-hmm. Kale. Yeah, like, yeah. like the superfood. Um, and Kale starts like failing his assignments, is all he says, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so has his powers taken away. And they show three candles on the screen, superimposed onto that pink tree. Three candles. There's mm-hmm. two brothers. Three candles, and then one of them fades away. And it's like, why are there three? I, <laughs> if this was like trying to represent <laughs> one of them having their powers taken away, what's the um, because he couldn't be bothered to <laughs> light his own candle, so he just got the footage of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his powers t- taken away, and yeah. they're separated. I think they're like they're, mm-hmm. he never sees them again until now or whatever. Yeah, it's like he fails, and so like you know, Cade must continue his mission, and Kale like fades into obscurity. Mm-hmm. Even though they got the same upbringing and all this, and they were twins, like. Kale failed, but Cade's great. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and then and then we kind of jump into him being heroic, right? Which is kind of yes. we're trying to sh- which is where the fun really starts. The uh, first big action scene. So it's him. I'm going to say the word superimposed a lot. It's him superimposed uh, on like a building scene, but the building's like really blurry. I don't know why he didn't use like they never got the like sizing of anything right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's way too big. But there's another person walking along in this footage, and his really badly dubbed voiceover goes, "Good morning, have a nice day." To, to this, <laughs> but that's the thing because a lot of the time when he's doing this, oh, like this dubbing, his car is you can see that his mouth is not opening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether it's actually. In that instance, it must be him yeah. talking to that person. But a lot of the time, like briefly after this, after he Superman jumps into the building, yeah, which looks jumps. amazing. Yeah. And then he's got footage, like stock footage of army guys running yeah. through. And he's like, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah come on. Here. He's like, <laughs> and he's just like, I'll protect you. Wait, and- I'll go first. <laughs> And they're just like paused, and he walks really slowly <laughs> towards the. Yeah, it's just paused footage, and he's like, "I'll yeah. go first. Uh, and he's like quite far <laughs> away in the in the shot, 
and he just wobbles really slowly. It's like, dude, they've got a job to do. Come on. Uh, he's just yeah. like hobbling towards the screen really slowly. Amazing. But I love how after that, like the building starts like Scout. exploding. So he jumps out and then in like a few moments later, he's like jumping into or going into another building and then army guys walking through again and then they pause, literally abruptly pause. Yeah. And he goes, wait. I'll go first yeah. and then does that again and then leaves that building. But he's, I just found it brilliant that he say, I'll protect you, I'll lead you, but you see him just leave the buildings <laughs> without them yeah. and they like explode. He's like, wait, I'll protect you. The explosion is just the stock, all the, the, the items on the screen is the stock footage of this building. There's him and then there's just this like, if you imagine there's like your whole monitor screen, your TV screen, and right in the bottom corner, taking like a fifth of it, it's just like a really bad gif of an explosion yeah. going over and over. With one explosion sound. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> but like, the building isn't... Expl- it's just a little like superimposed explosion in the corner. Amazing. Um, so yeah, he's just mm-hmm. going around, quote unquote, saving soldiers and exploding buildings. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. And I just said... And then he goes back to his M... Doesn't he, Isaac? Yeah, his M. You know, yeah. like in James Bond, his M. She's terrible. And uh, <laughs> no, she. Well, let's just. I mean, terrible's <laughs> relative in this film. But um, she's just like, well done on your mission or whatever. And then immediately just says, want to take some time off? And he goes, nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're different. You're special. So, ready for your next mission then? And he goes, Sure. <laughs> it's just like... It's just like... <laughs> the amount of times... So, along with AI, he also goes, I am the weapon a lot. <laughs> says, I don't need a weapon. I am the <laughs> at weapon. At least three times. Um, yeah. Which is brilliant. Uh, yeah, so the endless stock footage is clearly just all in his garage. Um, mm-hmm. And then we go to... So I'm not... I don't quite have a pin in exactly who these people are, but there's a boardroom meeting. Yes. Who are those people? Yes. Do you know who they are before I carry on? No. They're no. obviously high-ranking government officials. Government. It's government. It's like, yeah. He, yeah, one of them is just like, the CIA is ready, and he puts three gas masks yeah. on the table. Yeah. yeah, so it's a boardroom of people. They're all sitting on one side of the table so they can get the camera shot. So that's just shit already. Uh, and then they, uh-huh. they like shout really awkwardly like like they'd forgotten their lines and got someone like jab them in the leg um it's his mind map and, it's his mind map yeah so yeah there's the guys <laughs> like phrases the, the cia is ready uh is one of the lines uh there's a, so they're all kind of shouting at one level then there's one woman shouts really loudly this is serious <laughs> <laughs> it's like is it honey <laughs> yeah it is but that's the point, though, Isaac. You're not buying into this. You got to lean into I Neil did. Breen's film. I laughed a lot throughout this movie, like out loud. It's, it's it was very amazing, funny. honestly. Um, so, okay, my... programmable matter. A <laughs> I. Um, so there's this next bit. I think we probably might spend some time on. So he's mm-hmm. walking along the street. Uh, oh god! <laughs> yes, I love how literally we're going through this. 
each one of my notes we've got we've honed onto them is the exact same thing. <laughs> so, it's pretty much just every single thing that happens in every single yep, scene. But I've carry on. Way too many notes. I was trying to. I texted oh, yeah. you earlier, like try and cull your notes down a bit so we can like get it in. No, because I was doing that, and I, I think I got rid of. Welcome one. to the first three-hour special of nothing but stuff. <laughs> uh, so he's walking along a bridge, not a street. It's like at the top of a bridge. There's a homeless guy there who's already. I think he was in the board meeting, but not with a beard on, so it's like just they're re- yeah. recycling their actors, their extras. Wearing perfectly clean clothes. Yeah. Uh, he, okay, we're going to have to unpack this. I'm going to go through it, and then we'll go back and unpack it, okay? Yeah, explain what happened sort of step by step, yeah, I'll and say then what we're going to analyse. And then we'll talk about yeah. our opinions. So bump- Should we act each character? <laughs> no, I, can't, I think I can, quite, I can pull it off. He, he bumps into this chick, overly make-upped, two high heels, bumps into this chick on the bridge... Um, she drops some papers, so he helps her pick them up, and then he's like trying. I think what he's trying to get across is he was trying to like make it up, like instead of just saying sorry, and she's saying thank you and moving on. He basically just says like, "Let's go on a date. I'll take you out to dinner. I'll meet you back here at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock!" He starts like shouting, "Eight o'clock! I'll meet you!" And she's like, "No, thank you, no." And she's like leaving. He's like, "Eight o'clock! I'm gonna be here!" And then <laughs> she just she, he comes back. Okay, okay, let me let me let me carry on. He, he comes back to the bridge at eight o'clock. Guess what? She's not fucking there. You fucking psycho. Um, <laughs> so she's like bummed about that. Um, the hobo, there's a little kind of thing to him later, but I'm not bothered about it right now. Um, the hobo on the bridge is there, and he's like, "Oh, she she didn't turn up." And then somehow he just like sees her leaving work later, and he's like, he says like, "No way." I'm going to follow her. <laughs> All right, we, we need to stop there okay, and analyze okay. that chunk. Okay, okay. Um, okay, I mean, I have, I've already said that he's wearing perfectly clean clothes. Um, yeah, he just assaults that woman, basically. Yeah. Like, she not accidentally touches into her. He's just like, no, I'm sorry. Let me take you out of this. She's like, no, leave me alone. Like, I, th- I didn't think you quite got over how distressed she sounds in so, this situation. I, I just want to reinforce... They clearly don't know each other. Like, that's... They don't mm. know each other. These are strangers bumping on the street. Let's not, like, repeat what yeah. I've just gone over. But it, yeah. what's your... Did you... Did you notice the uh, homeless man's toy mice? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, next to the homeless guy, you've got two rats sitting there next to him. Like, I don't know whether they're meant to be, like, waiting to eat food or his <laughs> friends or something, but they're clearly just toy rats. <laughs> and they're just... They don't move. He's paid so much for so much CGI. Like, it's clearly where most of the budget on this film has gone, is stock footage and CGI and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to just buy some rats to put in I'm amazed I'm amazed that he's just got little stuffed toy rats um, <laughs> but but then Isaac we move on to the following bit from there yeah so he's followed so her home he's followed her Neil home. follows her home as you do uh, breaks into the home breaks into the home and okay so I just when I said I'm gonna follow her my, my wife was in the room playing Stardew Valley and she just looks up at me so wide eyed like what the fuck and then I I can't even describe her face in this as this next scene unfolded. This mm-hmm. fifth, late 50s, early 60s man just goes on to a full-on kind of like rape scene. Like he's like wrestling. Yeah, like, well, oh, no, okay, okay. No. That's what it feels like at the start. Because he comes in he, like he's broken He assaults in. her physically. He assaults her. They're literally like wrestling. 
on the sofa, and he's keeps. I mean, he, really bad really fighting. Really bad, but yeah, yeah, clearly like not wanting to hurt each other. This Sma- is, just happens to have a painting to hand, which she smashes over his head as well on the sofa. He just keeps going, bitch. <laughs> bitch <laughs> like over and over like really weirdly like so unjointed disjointed um yeah weird and then but isaac what's the twist yeah okay well i don't quite know lewis so mm-hmm. calling her a bitch all the time they kind of stop the fighting and start cuddling and he says something like okay i didn't write down exactly what he said but it's kind of implied that they both like did you talk to mummy like have you heard from mummy she goes, I talk, I spoke to mom today, and he's just like, how is she? And you're just like, oh. So so my note here is, so these two are having a weird role play thing? Like, they get off on this? But does that, but the way they look in that scene, I was like, are they siblings, or are they together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So I didn't think about the role playing side of things. Like, the, all the way back to bumping on the bridge. This is their, like, yes, role play. Yes, okay, I okay. think that... Because I, I, it becomes more apparent later on. I'm sure that they are Doesn't in a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they yeah. are. But that's what I mean. I wrote, like, play by play as the scene was going on. I go, horrifying. Oh, my God, it's his sister. And then, is it? And then, they're cuddling. <laughs> uh, so it's like, they, they're not... I, I think they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But yeah. they're, like, weird. They're, like, acting like brother and sister. Um and oh, it's the, just, the, the it's putting so in the weird. word "my mum" would have helped a yeah, lot, yeah. rather than sp- "I spoke to mum today." And but I think he calls I, her mum too, and I think it's him, like like a mother-in-law. Like what does mum yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it's just the way. It my was take. Phrased. I mean, I have no fucking idea. Watch for yourself. Comment. Let us know. But my take from it is just that they get off on that. Yeah, I mean, each to their own. Not gonna kink shame. No, I mean, sounds like fun, but the way that they do it is really fucking weird. And not between like, those so two. Weird. Like, I feel so sorry for that girl. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote his decision. I hope she was paid a lot. Yeah, um, and then, I can't, we, we kind of cut away to, this is where we start looking at Ka- uh, Kale, and this is where the homeless guy comes in, because Cade has passed the homeless man looking like Cade, and then mm-hmm. a mysterious figure, which you can't see the head of on the on the shot, walks past the homeless man, and the homeless man sees some kind of recognition, but he doesn't. That this this guy doesn't give him change, where Cade does give him change, and they're trying to imply that Kale is around, obviously, because we know the twin exists. And yeah, it goes to like some businessmen coming out of mm-hmm. a building who are literally saying. The, the words between each other, like, yeah, there's a lot going on. God, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, they're trying to think of something to say that looked like they had a lot going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> and is, is that what you think they were trying to put, uh, like get over in their performance? And they get kidnapped by mm-hmm. this mysterious figure that you haven't seen yet. I wonder who it is. Um, yeah. And then the screen's black for a bit, and you just hear this, like, three men. Imagine three men doing this. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> is this, yeah, yeah. Is this a gay gangbang? Because that's what it sounds I have, like. <laughs> I have a note here saying, uh, they sound like they're fucking not in pain. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it slowly fades in with them all like tied up and like really bad fake blood, like kind of sprayed all over the place. So that, yeah, they're supposed to be like hostages or prisoners. Um, 
And the guy, this mysterious figure, who has the same voice as Neil Breen, surprisingly, uh, what? <laughs> starts, so it says something like, what are your crimes? Confess. Uh, so they reel off every single crime. No, no, no. No, Isaac, no. You're not giving this film enough Sorry. credit. Number one, I have to point out, first of all, to the props department, the guy who put together the moustache with the double-sided sticky tape where yep. you can literally see yep. light reflecting off of his upper lip. Yep. Amazing. Um, but hes they don't do that. hes But he says, tell me your crimes. And they go, no. And one of them just goes, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to put you in prison. And Kale shouts back, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's my favourite line of the whole film. It's just the way it's delivered. I'm going to put you in prison. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but then they confess. <laughs> yeah, Oh, and yeah, because he shoots one of them in the shoulder. Well, he, he sh- quote-unquote shoots them. It's like yes. he holds the gun, not even pointed at them. And you see this yeah. little cartoon fire come out and he jolts his arm awkwardly. <laughs> But these guys are up to so much. He found the real bad yeah, guys. They they're, are bad. They're like, they're like, they're we <laughs> we we're paying off politicians. We're doing we're smuggling drugs. We're human um, selling human trafficking, illegal weapons. Arson is in there. Uh, insurance fraud. Insurance fraud, of course. <laughs> yeah, embezzlement, embezzlement, embezzlement. Uh, yeah, I mean, they literally just list off. And we probably only got half. Yeah, a quarter. Like, they, they just list <laughs> off all of these fucking crimes. It's amazing. It's like, okay, they can stay there. <laughs> like, they're bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they really didn't take a lot for them to fold. But Isaac, <laughs> we, we must also talk about one of the main settings of this movie, because what did you think of the college, which they clearly paid <laughs> to use in the night time? I, I wrote high school. But yeah, um, I, is, are you jumping ahead? To which bit are you jumping ahead to? I got I got loads of bits, man. I got so many bits. Whoa, I mean, it's so much stuff. Um, my my next bit is around the crime scene yep. that the police find, mm-hmm. um, where the one of the finest detectives in America so walks up to the two bodies that are there, which Kale has killed, and he goes, "Ugh, well, another clean crime scene." Turns around, starts to walk, and goes. Hey, wait no, but a you've minute. Missed a bit. You missed a bit. Hey, wait a minute. We'll, 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 we'll flashback. Okay. Uh, oh, wow, well, yeah. But in the movie, <laughs> before the scene with the cop, we, we see these, like, slumped corpses on mm. on the steps, which Neil Breen... I don't think it's been revealed that it's it's Neil Breen yet. Um, has emptied his gun into these guys on the floor. Who the fuck are they? Who knows? Um, and then there's Corrupt two, politicians shoots, or businessmen. He shoots, like, three or four times... But picks up, zooms in. He picks up two bullet casings from the floor, um, as if like he's trying to clean up the the crime scene. So he picks up these two bullet casings, and then this enormous needle drops <laughs> drops onto the step. It's so big. It's clearly got like well fake blood on the end. Why do you have? I, he, you find out later he's like a, he's a drug drug addict with his. Of course he is. But it's just like this kadonk needle like dropping <laughs> onto the steps. Uh, yeah, and that's that's where we have the cop being like, Oh yeah. is it a clean crime scene? <laughs> oh you found the needle, did you? Well done. <laughs> yeah. And Amazing. then uh and then we see another one. No, so I originally when I saw do you know the guy with like another fake moustache? Who I'm pretty sure I said is- the guy with the wettest moustache shuffling backwards. Because he makes a call to the cop and just like walks backwards in the room. It's really strange. Yeah, but he's, I'm sure, another cop. I don't know who that guy was. I got to the end of the movie and I was like, but who the fuck was that guy? 
Yeah, but he's just wearing like a hat. And I'm sure it's one of the guys who was just tied up. I'm sure it's the bald guy in the last scene. Oh, yeah, it'll be a recycled extra. With a fake moustache. For sure. Um, and then I, I, I've literally wrote this here. There's a classic joke um, from Neil Breen. So he takes his partner out to dinner at the fucking outdoor cafeteria um, where, um, let's not spoil this, but let's leave something to the viewers here, Isaac, because he okay. takes his girlfriend, the Cade, the good one, yeah. takes his girlfriend for a, a date at the restaurant. Um, and he just makes a really funny joke, Isaac, about, oh, he's just like, oh, there's no one, there's no one here at the restaurant, uh, but they, they do such amazing food and the service is incredible. And I'll leave the punchline for you guys to go and watch yourself. It is, woo, it's incredible. It's very funny. Uh, I wrote, you know what Neil Breen has in common with Steven Seagal, renting out whole restaurants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, I got you a present. <laughs> and it's like, it's oh, okay, like good. A, you're not spoiling my joke. Like yeah, that's two, good. Two, it's a candle. And he puts like a $2 candle on the table. And she's like, ah, oh, eternal and always. Is what she says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after he struggled, after he really struggles to light the candle as well. Yeah. I got you a present. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you did. That's so sweet. And he's it's just like already on the table, unwrapped. And he's just like, it's this candle. So did he like leave it there? Eternal <laughs> and always. Um, amazing. Uh, but then we then we get the first confrontation yes. between Cade and Kale. Yes, now, do. Isaac, my main point about this, I'm sure you have your own points. So many. Um, we're barely, before... I've got so many notes and we're an hour on our <laughs> recording. I don't know what to do. Carry on. Uh, I mean, it's, let's just crack on. Yeah, no, let's um, just get. We'll so, just do it as much as we can. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so he's having a, a confrontation here with um, with his counterpart Cade, um, but and it's changing. So like, there's the two of them looking at each other, and then there's one of them, and then there's the other one. But they never change the perspective of the background. No. It's just like a solid brick wall, and then they just. So it's so. I mean, God, obviously, at this, but they're not looking at each other. Because obviously it's the same guy, but it's like they're not they're not looking they're looking at the wrong perspectives, and they're both looking at like a point in front of the camera, so they're both looking like across the yeah, camera yeah, diagonally. Yeah. And how is uh, Kale uh, differentiated from Cade Lewis? How do we know which one's which? Well, I mean, it is hard. It's subtle. <laughs> it's very subtle. It's like a um, broom on his face. <laughs> it's the biggest white it's the biggest brownish straightest beard I've yeah. ever seen and he also wears a hoodie with his hood up most Ooh, of the time yes. because you know what people that wear hoodies oh yeah, yeah wrong'uns but then it's also it's the timing of like cause they're talking to each other but obviously again it's Neil Breen twice that's all it is but the pauses between their, in their conversation like one of them says something and the other one replies you could have edited those together like it's almost like it's almost like he's run around the camera and gone to the other side and then answered himself because it takes so long to have that conversation. <laughs> Isaac, clearly you haven't ever been to drama school. That's called a dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we finally meet uh, an antagonist of the story. Oh yeah. Um, the, um, at the time, I called him Red Sunny's guy, mm -hmm. um, who has just the best, most sinister voice you've ever heard. Oh, you mean Mister Coos? <laughs> uh, I for ages thought it was Cooge. <laughs> no, it's, it's Mr. Coos, and he he talk, like 
I can't I can't even replicate his voice. It's like a deep kind of robot voice like that. Well, they put the uh, classic like deep voice thing that you get on like children's microphones. It's like whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello yeah. there. I'm evil. Okay. With his with his goblet of giant diamonds. Yeah, yeah, there's a few things we've got to cover here. While we're on the voice. Is he an alien? Like, is he? No. Why is his no, voice he's... like that then? Because he's like the most evil guy. He's dude. so evil, it's like scarred his vocal cords. Okay. Yes. Um, but as, evil is coarse. Uh, but he controls, Lewis, Mr. Coos, he controls all of our life support systems. What? <laughs> what life support? <laughs> I don't need life support out here. Like, I've got air, it's fine. Um, he's No, he supplies energy to all hospitals. <laughs> and it just shows some pipes. Like, it's just, it shows some factory pipes. That, that's him controlling yes. the, the, the all life support systems. Um, and as you say, mm-hmm. he is perpetually fondling a goblet full of diamonds. Um, mm. I mean, like, massive fake diamonds. Obviously, it's Neil Breen. But, yeah, it's very strange. Like, yes. constantly stroking diamonds. But... Flat cap. He brought his diamonds out to sit on his cheap pool chair whilst he watches his fairy tramp teleport around. What? What, what? the fuck was that about? There's a, there's a girl... <laughs> Quite an attractive one, dressed up as a slutty Tinkerbell, essentially. With I guaranteed you, she was the highest-paid actress in this or actor right. in this film. I give her that, but weirdly, she's got like superimposed, like kind of twinkly stars coming out of her back, and she teleports from one side of the pool to the other, like fades out and fades in. So fucking weird. And Tinkerbell, yeah. <laughs> and Mister, I am the weapon. Um, he. Voiceovers saying that he's got this clever plan. <laughs> he's got a clever plan uh, to infiltrate as an art dealer. And Mr. Coos says, So you like my special art and my special projects? <laughs> and then there's a really <laughs> long pause. Really long. And then Neil Breen goes, Yes, I'm interested. And then, <laughs> and then it shows this weird... He puts, like, a photo frame on a table. Like, they've gone inside. Mm. They've gone inside. Mr. Coos shows a photo frame on a table, and it, like, zooms in really close. And then there's another green screen in there. Uh, and there's, like, a mm, weird woman with, with her face painted, and she smiles at the camera. It's like it's like a video in this photo. I guess that's quite special. Special art and special projects. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is what evil people do in their free time. But then they, they go back outside after seeing the special art, and the first line after seeing the special art uh, is, I want to hear more details about your global takeover plans. He's <laughs> 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 infiltrated as an art dealer. <laughs> He's like, we're friends now. <laughs> what about your global takeover plans? <laughs> but, but Isaac, at the core of this story, it's about love. It's about this love. This story, at, at the core of this story... It, it really is about love. Mm-hmm. Um, in a world where, strangely, there are two, two moons. Two moons, yep. That was my next one. <laughs> one in front of the other. <laughs> Why are there two moons? <laughs> I, is he trying to say that this isn't Earth? One of them's like more see-through than the other. Because you can see the other one. Yes. Th- the bigger one's in front of the smaller one. And you can see the smaller one. 
<laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Why is there a see-through, see-through double moon? Um, yeah, yeah, he's just weird. he's just talking about how much he just he lit. I think his line at the time is, "You are so incredibly amazing. <laughs> you are so incredibly amazing." Like he says everything like he twice. It. He repeats it, doesn't it? A lot. Yeah. I've got a note later. Repet- about that. Repetition, repetition is key. Eight o'clock on the bridge. Eight o'clock. And then he just walks and then- walks into the center of the operation, which is, as you say, uh-huh. well, you said college. I said high school lab. Uh, in a bi- yeah. biological global warfare plan that he is mm-hmm. incubating in a high school lab. And they're just writing like lists of like beaker times three and things like that yeah. on the outside of one of the cabinets. Yeah, like, so- Isaac, you spend a lot of time in labs. Do you do that? Oh, I, I, funnily <laughs> enough, I saw that list and I was like, when would that be feasible? Like, <laughs> it's not a formula or an equation it's just it's the weirdest place to put your like order list. It's like it's apparatus. <laughs> it's not if you're the re- if you're the re- if you're the research assistant, and the research scientist is on the other side of the wall and really wants something, and they just like write it on the wall. You'd be like, "Fuck you, buddy!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like this is this is a scientific laboratory. They don't have a piece of paper. <laughs> it's just really strange. Um, uh, but then yeah. then we're back to we're back to kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. Fucking railing lines, yeah, just huge lines Massive with his lines. partner, who has they have. I mean, he he raises his voice at her. She fucking screams mm-hmm, at him. Mm-hmm. She's just like, "I don't like you anymore. I just want the money and the drugs." Yeah, and then they're just there, just like he's. And then, but like in one scene, they're like screaming at each other. And the next one, he's just like, two pills for you, two pills for me." And one more pill for you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, like, you're generous. so sweet. Uh, and he, <laughs> it's just like, what the They're fuck? drinking from a separate bottle of wine each. They both got a bottle of wine, which is corked, and they make a big deal about uncorking it and pouring themselves a, bo- a glass of wine one after another. So that's a good, like... Yeah, and there's three in the background, all with corks. In yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, and then when they eventually break up, this couple, like, just like the record skip, like... He, like, kind of fades in like it's judded and he hasn't edited it out. It's really strange. Um, And there's a... Okay, the saving grace of the film, Lewis. There's a saving grace. Don't Mm -hmm. worry. It's something that we can all appreciate here uh, on the podcast. Is it something we can relate to, Isaac? It's something you can relate to. It's something, you know, we see... Is it those giant lines of cocaine? (laughs) Oh, no, Lewis. Uh, it's, it's It's a nice butt. There's a nice butt. That's all it is. There's a woman walking is away. Is it Niels? It's not Niels, no, thankfully. I can't even remember where okay. it was. I just wrote Saving Grace of the film, a nice butt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know why they put that in there. Just a naked woman walking away. <laughs> next, Well, next time you bring up the uh, bra comments I made about that Steven Cigar film. Fair. I'm going to be like... It was, it was yeah. more the eyebrows comment, that really fit. It was more. It was much more in your face. I'll be honest. As well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this is when I start to break down because my next note is: Does he know how shit this is? Does he think this is good? Is he genuinely mad? <laughs> just as a quote, just just asking Neil bring this to the world. Yeah. Um, and then I, my next uh, note here is: He keeps saying that he can stop this. What the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. It's uh, the forces of evil. W- what are they? And like, okay, okay. 
So he meets Mr. Coos in the high school somehow. Mm-hmm. There's like robots everywhere. They're just people sitting really still. Like I don't quite know what yeah. they were. Um, I think they were or like programmable DNA. Yeah. Isaac, a- I've solved it. AI. Um, yeah. And he's so he talks to Mr. Coos in the high school. It's like a meeting on a bunch. It's like an AA meeting with a bunch of chairs. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a different actor who's Mr. Coos because I was yes! like, he looks weird. And then we see him again. I was like, no, it definitely was a different guy. So like, why didn't yeah, who's about forty years old? Overweight, like like a completely different body shape. Like it was really and weird. And they use a different voice. Yeah, it's so strange. And then all of the goons disappear in the room. They just like fade out. They just fade yeah. away. And and Neil's left behind. Neil's been like paused as they fade away because he can't do the graphics for both at the same time. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh my god, they're gone!" And it's like. What is going... Yeah, it, it... Isaac, you're forgetting the programmable cells. The programmable cells. Yeah, but it's different the programmable cells. Um, uh, and then we're back to our favourite guys who are really into their BDSM. Oh, um, oh. So, yeah, they're back and coming hard. That's <laughs> my note here. Um, then... Um, We've we've already yeah they're just they're just back and then he shoots each one of them in the shoulder yeah yeah um, and then they all like pass out and then it like slowly fades in like loads more guys but it's just the same three fucking guys yeah <laughs> like repeated like, really <laughs> opaque all on and the then, same um, screen it's like dude we can see they're the same guys uh, yeah and then you then you have a uh, Cade breaking up with his partner mm. I believe mm-hmm. and he just goes we're done we're done. We're done. <laughs> We're done. He says it four times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is Kale. You're getting the, the, the names confused. I'm sorry. Um, yes, Kale. I'm sorry. The Kale. evil Kale's one. Kale's the evil one. Uh, but in the meantime, Cade says, I must stop the Ku's empire before they start their plan. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> before they start their plan would be great, Neil. Um, mm. Taking out these pipelines <laughs> is critical. Is it? Critical. How? Yes. <laughs> because that's how he... Contro- wait, no, wait. He controls our life support, so wouldn't destroying those pipes destroy our life yeah. support? And then his, so he's got all these superior powers. How does he use them? He puts a bomb down and then stumbles away while it literally explodes around him. And his sneaking crouch while he's, like, being a ninja throughout this facility mm-hmm. and planting bombs is so not sneaky. Like, it's just this 60-year-old dude hobbling around. And everything is exploding at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, at one point he like there's the there's the like four robot body guys sitting there, and he thinks, oh no, they're going to see me. So he, like prods one in the leg, and then really slowly backward walks yeah. in front of all four <laughs> before then turning and running off. Yeah. Um, but then Isaac, we have the old. It's so, there's so much confusion because we see we see Kale's now X. Walking down the street, not looking like she's addicted to drugs. She's had a real glow up since <laughs> Kale's left her life. Yeah. And she's just like, Kale, how, like, oh, no, she didn't say Kale. She's like, she sees Cade walking mm. by. And she's just like, oh, my God, it's you. What are you doing? And he just, like, grabs her and starts shaking her. I don't have just, a beard. She, I've never had a beard. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. She's just like, what happened to your beard? I've never had a beard. <laughs> I've never had a beard. <laughs> over and over and over. And I think it was a different actress, Lewis. It could be. Because I was like, plot-wise, it should be the girl, because he's like, she's talking about how, like, the abuse and stuff that we've seen. But I was like, mm. she, I don't think it's the same person. 
Like it, it might not be. No, but yeah, I don't have a. I've never had a beard. Over and over. Um, that's when I said a lot of his lines is just shouting the same thing over and over. Again, he goes, "I've never had a beard." You betrayed us. You betrayed us. <laughs> over you and betrayed over. me. <laughs> and then it goes. Yeah, it goes into this thing that his girlfriend's sister is one of quote unquote them. And these people are starting like passing packages around, like, mm. and he's like standing right behind them as he watches them do it. Like he's next to them, and they don't know he's there. <laughs> um, and yeah, so and then he says, "I could only, I couldn't help but feel guilty about it." What? What about what? Like I have no I idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and like, what is she giving the forces of evil? Quote unquote. Yeah. Like, because she hands, like, a package Yeah, what are they passing something? around? What is it? <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, it looks I... like a piece of paper with some elastic bands around it. That's all it is. Is it, like, information? Coke? Like, I think, is it the same package that Kale gets at some point? And he unwraps really? it and it's Coke? Like, I don't understand. I d- Honestly, like, and then it kind of has an ending, this film. You could call it that. Okay, going ahead a bit, yeah, sure. I mean, th- the next whole bit of the film just blurs into just like well, okay, so random th- scenes of nonsense. I'll cover it. He goes back to the high school lab, and he's like, "It's about time I took care of this care of this. This is the end for you, coos and your evil empire." And blows it up. And it's like, why didn't you do that the first time you were here? Like you knew that this is yeah. the place, and he just starts setting off explosions. Um, and then the random fairy slut is like watching him on a big TV and these like random little cat statues are on Mr. Coos's desk and they're like they just start they're turning. like robots or something they turn and look sad and it's like what the f- what the fuck it's reflecting the three candles at the start of the movie. <laughs> okay. But they kind of look like the see no, hear, see no, hear, no, speak no evil monkeys, but they're cats, and, but they move like robots. I, I, I have no fucking clue. Um, no fucking idea. And then he meets up with his girlfriend again, his girlfriend's sister, and she says, it's only business. I'm sorry, I had to do it. I don't even know what she did. She's pointing a gun. At, she betrayed him, Isaac. Yeah, but how? Betrayed him. Passing a package. By not, by not telling him that she was working for the forces of evil. Yeah. But like, I, but like, I think it's meant to be like against her will, but there's, you never see any like threat and he's a superhero that can do anything. Yeah. So she, why she, would she be in any danger? Just tell him. And she gets a name in the last five minutes of the story. Alana. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> he does say bitch a lot. Bitch. <laughs> like, so disjointed. <laughs> but no, it's Alana. He's like, Alana, I forgive you. Like, it, it, why are you giving her a name now? <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess they're trying to make us feel guilty about the corporate businessmen, who, which that, that's what they call them, corporate businessmen. Um, not, 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 uh, I, I, what, would, what would be non-corporate business? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and, like, they keep showing them that, they, that they're still there, hanging up. And they... they die? He lets the, I think... He voices over saying somehow something like, Let them rot! <laughs> just, like, <laughs> looking at them. And I think they're dead. But, this is, but these are the people that his 
his misguided like slash evil brother has kidnapped and is torturing but then the good guy is just like yeah fuck them as well I don't th- yeah I, I, don't, I don't think he knows he about them he doesn't stop them I don't think he knows about them but he's doing the voiceover for them at that point no but isn't that Kale Kale wants but them to would, rot why would why would Kale all of a sudden <laughs> at that point in the film I mean it could be <laughs> it makes no Kale. sense but nothing Every, in this yeah, everything film else, does everything else VO'd has been Kale <laughs> but that bit I think it was supposed to be Kale <laughs> if only he was wearing a beard <laughs> that's what i know and then oh my okay God. we see a bloody hand cradling some diamonds like so it's but it's like it's like it's the goblet of diamonds is there and the bloody hand like starts like caressing them again so it suggests just limply yeah it suggests it's mr coos so mm-hmm. i wrote why how why he blew up but isaac you're forgetting, this film has a sequel coming out this year. He blew up a high school to, and ruined Mr. Coos's global domination plan and somehow killed Mr. Coos at the same time. Like, I, they're not, he's not in the high school. Like, I don't know how the explosion affected Mr. Coos in any way, unless it's a metaphorical death. Like, I've ruined your business. <sighs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I wish I had answers yeah, for okay. you. Okay, so we've got the last, the last scene. I, I yeah. will just, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote for the last bit in a minute. We we have him in that, like, purple forest. The pink tree, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether that, is that place meant to be, I had, like, a few ideas. Is it death? Is it purgatory? Is it space? It's, or is it another dimension? It's suggested that that's where the superior beings are that imbue them with the powers. So it's mm. kind of heaven and space, or and space dimension. Heaven. Space Heaven Dimension, um, which somehow Al- Alana is there. Briefly. Because she dies at some point, by the way, avid listener. Yeah, he shoots her. If you're her. still hanging around, we've been doing this for like an hour. <laughs> like, so, uh, I mean, it's nearly as long as the film, honestly. <laughs> but, Again, um, yeah. This is on YouTube, by the way. You have to you go have watch to it. You have to see it. Oh, my God. I was cackling. Like, it's, it's, it's bad enough to be good. Um, yeah, it's so bad it is good. So yeah, but, um, so Alana is in this quote-unquote heaven with him. They walk forward a few places and then horribly, like creakily, turn around so they're in profile facing each other and then shuffle backwards a few steps so their hands let go of each other. And it's this like big symbolic <laughs> "let me go" thing, and she fades away. And it's like, how oh, is was she- it meant to be a metaphor? I think so. Well, I was like. <laughs> It's heaven. Who the fuck knows? It's heaven, I guess. Knows? She's there because she's dead. Well, how else does she get there? And she fades away and lets go. But it's, it's the way that they let go of each other's hands. Anyway, I said, then he struts off painfully slowly into the pink tree where he came from. The last three words of my notes. Good fucking riddance. But then doesn't he come back out and do a monologue to screen? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I must have given up. <laughs> I think you turned it off a touch early, oh, Isaac, no, that's because why I didn't he see, then comes... That's why I didn't see the eagle credit. Yeah, the um, and then eagle. obviously, yeah, then the whole credits roll, and then at the after the credits, we just get Cade and Kale back on screen, just, like, standing there, and then, like, it's... Cade's, like, smiling, and Kale's just got his, like, deadpan face on. But they obviously just left it on for too long because the smile stops and then he just sort of goes deadpan as well and they, it just looks like... 
<laughs> I mean, there's, no, I can't use the I can't use that phrase because we will get cancelled. It looks like a couple of idiots just standing there, just like the like the watching static on a TV screen. Like <laughs> that's what's going on in that guy's brain. All right, so um, flop your twisted pair, Isaac. Oh, you I did. mean, oh, I beat you to it. I'm sorry. I get. I jumped the gun again. I jumped the sloppy gun. Um, yeah. I mean, go on, Lewis. You ask me. You ask me. I don't get it asked enough. Yeah, twisted pair, Isaac. Sloppy or floppy? It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. What did we give? We gave that first Steven Seagal movie a, a sloppy. Um, but the next one, a floppy, a big, I believe. Big floppy. Um, so it's a really fine, super subjective line. Um, it may honestly, it makes that first Steven Seagal film look like an Oscar-worthy. Performance I think it's by floppy. everyone involved. I think it's floppy. It's it's really fun, and I cackled. It's fun in a absolutely horrendous way. Like it is really bad. Mm. It's hilarious. I cu- uh, having said that, the slight caveat is. The dude just went out and made his own movie. Like, good for him. Like, I do respect it. I respect it. that. He wanted to do something and he fucking did it. And people are talking about it. And that's like, yeah. well done. Other than that, no, stop it. But he tried. <laughs> <laughs> you see, in the right context, for me, this is sloppy. Mm-hmm. But you can't be like really hammered or anything like that. This is a sloppy film if you're watching it with a group of mates who sit down and want to watch this film. Yeah. Yeah, my my, my wife my wife could barely stand to be in the room while this is going. I, yeah. was, I was pissing myself on the sofa because it was so bad. But she was just like, yeah. just didn't understand how terribly funny it was. Yeah, it's it's... It's not a casual view. You have to be sitting there like, I want to watch something so amazingly bad that it will entertain me. But as I said, like it's a forty-five minute film dragged out. It's but you and you have to be paying attention to realize. I mean, it's obviously from a, a simple glance, a t- absolute piece of shit. This film, but the more you pay attention, the more you realize how bad it is, and that for me brings it back full circle to being quite entertaining. No, being, However, I've watched it twice now, and I'm never watching it again. It brings it back to being quite what, Lewis? What was it? Which one? There's two options, and you have to pick one. Oh, that's a sloppy. <laughs> Are you giving it a sloppy? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I am. I said in the right context, it's sloppy, okay. and I'm going to stand by that. Okay. I think. I do think like it's obviously. Don't get me wrong. It's awful. No. It's so fucking bad. But it does come full circle for me. I've, and I, I read. I read the wiki on on Neil Breen. Apparently all of his movies, and you probably know a lot more than I do, all of his movies, he is like a superhero, supreme being in every single one. And it's always like technology, random technology words that are threatening the world. It's like the same plot yes. in every movie. Yeah. Okay. If you could call it a plot. Yeah. But the, the good thing is, like, apparently he actually does pay his actors properly. You know, like he does all of the things like there are craft services and like all that's of this the, sort yeah, of I mean. generic film. He like, made he a does, movie. Like he pay- he pays like his uh, his people to do their jobs. Like everyone leaves the set. Yeah, is it a good film? Of course, fucking not. But everyone gets paid. Uh, they're all just working actors trying to get gigs. Obviously, none of them are going to be successful at that. <laughs> but they're in a movie, and he sells when they come out. They're on for sale for like thirty dollars. 
Like he, d- he and he sells them. I mean, like he sells this shit. Uh, and uh, how many views does it have? Like it must be millions. Are we? Are we in the? And is it in the billions yet? God knows, but do you you absolutely know as well. This is not the last Neil Breen film I'm going to be suggesting. Oh no, Lewis! You, you oh, keep yeah. repeating. Okay, can I no, can I repeating. request that it is like there's a there's a gap because the uh, Steven Seagal sandwich some Seagal in there. Seagal was was it one after another? I think it was. I I did t- no, well. So I did two of mine in a row with Seagal. Okay, so. 82,000 views. That's on the one that I watched, the, the YouTube mm. one that I watched. Um, but some of these... Okay, a review of it has 976,000 views. Um, yeah. So... I think the review... I think... People talk about it more than the actual movie. Yeah. Yeah. People... It's more fun to watch a breakdown of it and just be... Like you not have to actually subject yourself to it. <laughs> it's like it's like playing a game of being in a car crash. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the these, oh, this guy with nearly a, a million views uh, did it in twenty minutes. So I guess he's beating us, Lewis. Um, all right, that was pretty intense. The problem with these terrible movies is every scene needs talking about, so yeah. it ends up being way too long, and. I don't know. Liz. We're nearly at time. We, We're I, nearly at I, time. Isaac. I think it, I think Neil Breen has overshadowed RPG stuff. Sadly, Car- audience, yes. audience, please contain yourselves. What we're gonna do? What we're gonna do is next time, next episode, uh, we will for sure. I'm guaranteeing. This is a, this is a butt stuff guarantee that RPG stuff will feature. And Lewis, I'm going to propose we do a double length. I was just about to say, shall we do uh, a double feature so each one of our butts gets to shine? Yeah, let's do a double RPG. We'll just take turns. Do one after another. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, at the same time, though. Interlocked. Okay. Isaac, this is what's happening with your character. What's <laughs> happening in my character in a completely different universe? <laughs> That'd be almost impressive, I'll be honest. Um, let's do... We'll do a double feature on the RPG and we'll always do a movie. That's a butt stuff guarantee again. Mm. Uh, it's always going to be a movie stuff. Um, I'm not watching this shit to not talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're always doing a movie <laughs> stuff. Um, the problem is, Lewis, you mm-hmm. choose a shit film and make me watch it. I've done it to you uh, unintentionally. I'm going to say, um, and you do this maliciously to me. So I don't do it maliciously. It's so fucking that first Steven Seagal film. You will watch again. It was that good. Mm, maybe. With a group of friends when you're drunk. So I have a movie. This weekend. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hang out in person, audience. Maybe we'll do a live live feed. No, we won't. We fucking won't. We absolutely will not. (laughs) Um, No one is allowed in that house. Um, So, Mm -hmm. what I was getting at is you attack yeah. me with your movies, and I, I just mm-hmm. find it instinctual. It's it's innate behaviour to just lash out and just uh, attack you back um, mm-hmm. with my... So this was suggested to me by a friend with the specific intention of being introduced on the show. So, Jess, if you're listening, you don't fucking own me. I made this decision all by myself. Um, this movie is pick a different movie. Just pick a different <laughs> movie. No, 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 no. Because like the trailer, she, the trailer she sent me. Thank you, Jess. Is 
I had to. I had to. I can't. I can't have watched that trailer and be like, nah. Uh, it was either going to go on the list or be the next one, and it, it's going to be the next one. So this is. I'm going to get. Okay. I'm going to get the little blurb up on the screen because I got to read that out as well. It's called Mac and Me, as in macaroni and cheese. Mac and Me from 1988. It's a okay. sci-fi family movie, Lewis. Runtime one hour thirty nine minutes. Um, Let's, Pretty brisk. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't. It's going to drag <laughs> out. Uh, okay, so let me get up a little uh, description for you, Lewis. I'm blurb. Uh, an alien trying to escape from NASA is befriended by a wheelchair-bound boy. So, <laughs> this, this Lewis is, I think, an answer to ET. That someone's yes. so, yeah, someone's tried to make an ET movie, and it looks fucking amazing. So, so the question that no one ever asked about ET has finally been answered. <laughs> yeah. um, what if there was four wheels rather than two on the bicycle? <laughs> it just looks amazing. So, Mac and Me, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, mm -hmm. the 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 trailer's playing on mute on IMDb at the moment, and I'm. I, I'm kind of, I think that's the same set as Planet Terror. Uh, anyway, um, okay. Do you know what I loved about the 80s? They had no sensitivity towards anyone <laughs> who was different we, at all. We've got to be really so, careful with the wheelchair boy. <laughs> no, no, no. So, and when I, audience, uh, like, let me interject on myself there. When I say what I loved about the 80s, <laughs> number one. <laughs> what I strongly support and financially support. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it like, it's just so wildly different from right now. So you just get to see stuff which would never fly these days. The trailer is so good <laughs> so it's, it's a bygone era oh, it's, it's like looking in it is very much like looking into the past Isaac yeah. before I was born um, I can see a wheelchair speeding down a highway there's a shotgun firing there's a woman being dragged across a roof oh man this this looks like a genuine don't give it away genuine fun okay Lewis I think we are winding this up winding this up winding mm -hmm. down too quiet time without no it's not uh just tease them a little bit one day the audience will get some more quiet time with me isaac harwood i don't want any more of that uh well it's better than loud time with lewis um loud time with lewis is the best <laughs> <laughs> bitch ai <laughs> i never had a beard I never had a beard. You kind of got his voice back. He randomly goes up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Isaac, so we're going to flip a coin. Oh, okay. Is this... Okay, I know what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Evens or odds? You, on a coin? I don't have a coin, so I have a dice. <laughs> you lied. Uh, odds. <laughs> Do you want odds? Odds. It's Evans. Everyone, strap in for the latest episode of Contemplate Stuff. A seggy. Little seggy. Mm -hmm. Little cheat. Little... No one else can use that. We're going to patent it, I promise. I already have. Um, oh, excellent. Good. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have a question for you, Isaac. Here, I'm going to pose a question for you as well. Lord of the Rings. Who's the hero of Lord of the Rings, Isaac? Sam. Because your answer's going to be wrong. No. It's Gollum. Oh, yeah, obviously. Gollum. That's too obvious. Gollum. 
No, it's not too obvious. Yeah. No one's sitting there at home is going, everyone's going, Frodo. And then the, the intellectuals go, no oh, no, it's Frodo. Sam. And then the real geniuses like <laughs> me, we go, it's obviously Gollum. Who else hid the ring for hundreds of years? Who else leads them to Mordor? Who else actually destroys the ring? Yeah, yeah. I know it's Gollum. Gollum. Yeah, well, he was at least redeemed. I think it was an I- accidental hero. Nah, yes. a minute. <laughs> Accidental the entire way, except leading them to Mordor. He dived into the fire pit of doom. I think we've got to leave this to be contemplated, Lewis. That's the point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you tell us your thoughts. Is Gollum the hero? Is it Sam? Was it Legolas? Okay, everybody. We've, con- mm-hmm. we've contemplated the bits. Please. Please like like and subscribe and I haven't got a single fucking review yet. Everyone's like texting me like, oh, it's act, like surprisingly good. There's a lot of surprise about how good it is. I'll be honest when people tell me, yeah, fuck you, you fuck bitches. You um, <laughs> and no one's left a review or a single comment. I'll take a disparaging comment at this point. Um, get like, a bit of bants going. I want a bit of bants. And we're on the threads now, Lewis. We're, we're keeping mm. it cool. So, yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter and threads at NB Stuff Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Patreon uh, forward slash nothing but stuff. Email. Nothing- I promise I'm going to put stuff on there real soon. <laughs> Email nothing but stuff at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of it. Um, please come and say hi. We're really, really lonely. And remember, please like us. Please. Just like us. Just give us a like. like us. A review. Like us. Yeah. Like us. Welcome back, listeners, to The Quiet Time with Isaac. Today we're going to be discussing the gunk that gets caught under your toenails. Crunchy.